Hello and welcome to episode 14 of War Stories with B-Rax and Montana. Uh, we are going to finish up Afghanistan and I think this is, might be a kind of a short one. Um, might not, we'll see where it goes. Uh, when we left off we were complaining about uh, woke generals basically forcing stupid policies on us so that they could feel good about themselves. And we want to start off there and hopefully wrap it up talking about the pullout and things that have happened since the pullout that we found out about. So, all right. What do you think, Drew? And also, hold up. I want to interject. Drew is wearing an awesome hat that has an upside-down American flag on it. And the second to top or second from the top red stripe is actually uh, dot, dot, dot 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 which in case you don't know is SOS it's a pretty cool hat I think I was probably the first yeah well he just told me that I was the first person to even ask about what it is and if that's what it was but uh yeah so what's up Drew how you doing well I'm all right just loving the the breakdown of our country yeah things are getting a little bit weird right now um and I I look forward to talking about it in depth in the future and talking about news stories and stuff. Yeah, we want to start. We want to start talking about that more, but I also want to hear some more uh, chronological order of our of our uh, uh, deployments. Yes. yes. So I think that what Drew basically just said is something we decided on, and that we're going to spin off. We're going to finish this one up. This will be about Afghanistan, and then we're going to spin off and start our own where we talk about current events which is always kind of something that we talked about, but then I'm going to go back to finishing the chronological story because I think there's a lot of just good stuff that when you read people's books and you, you know, Tellison did a really good job with his book, but uh, there's just more, there's just so much stuff that when you have never been there and you haven't just sat and, you know, drank beers with a guy for 12 hours around a campfire and listened to like every story, like there's just a lot of information that is hard to, get out in normal life because you don't just introduce yeah, yourself yeah. and be like hey i'm fucking crazy and i'll tell you why like you gotta kind of hold it in and act normal most of the time yeah you have to act normal yeah or something <laughs> not act super pissed off about mundane bullshit and benign drama yeah i think that kind of goes into what we were talking about with afghanistan is our I mean, they tie together so easily, like the the bureaucracy and the inefficiencies and the, the bad strategic uh, uh, outlook that we saw, like in our day to day in early 2006 to 2009, how it correlates like perfectly with how the war continued to go on and how then are the pullout. Like it just seems. Yeah, and what kind of what scares me a little bit is it seems like the disorganization and bullshit that was happening over there and sort of just the illogical and irrational decisions that were made by whoever made them, um, it seems like those have kind of crept into life over here. Because I remember coming home and things were still pretty normal, and things seemed pretty normal up until a few years ago. And so... <laughs> We'll talk about that at another yeah. time. But, uh, so to finish up with the generals, I seriously think that 
Because I'm not as big of a conspiracy guy as Drew, or I believe in my own kind of stuff that's going on. I personally believe that most of it is just um, career pr career preservation and like reputation preservation. Because no one wants to say, yeah, I took over and you heard that it was going well and now it's not going good. So I think, you know, like the generals just want to, they want to say things that are like positive. Which I think is a natural thing. I, I, I do think it's, I think low IQ. <laughs> like, I think, like, I think that, like, some of these generals are just kind of dumb. Like, they probably were great students, which they all probably, you know, they all probably had straight A's and they always were number one. But I just think that they they were all, they weren't, like, open-minded or creative at all. Which maybe, well, maybe IQ is not the, the right word, but I, I do think that they seem to lack um, creativity in coming up with new ways. Or when they do come up with a new idea, it's kind of like, I don't know, like in Iraq when they're like, "Well, oh, we'll just we'll just put these like these oil cans around that have a, a secret camera in them, and then we'll go pick them up." It's like, oh, no one's gonna notice that. You just set a random <laughs> oil can on their front doorstep, like fill, like point it in a weird way with an obvious like camera hole in it. Because this, this is before like sweet technology, so that like that was their creative thinking. That was just just so stupid. Like that's stupid. Like that is dumb. Like if you think that. You know, like, or maybe they're not able to empathize or they're not able to say, hey, what would happen if there was, a, you know, an, an occupying force and they randomly just left this thing on my doorstep? Like, what would you do? You would, like, fucking see what the hell it is. Especially yeah. when there's no history of us leaving booby traps or mines or anything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on some of this stuff. It's just that coming i don't know if it's necessarily conspiratorial but uh i just think that they're smarter it's they're tainted by a couple different things one would be ide ideology i agree and with two, that i definitely think that they're ideologues but and they're not the correct art like they're not two, the ideologue of like the marine who joined in world war ii or in any war the who joined to do what's what they thought was right yeah they, that's actually one of one of my favorite conspiracy theories is that World War II, we got FDR got us into World War II to kill off all the masculine men so they could. <laughs> well, that's that's a good one, but I, our numbers we didn't lose that. All many. the conservative, yeah, masculine men, because all the intellectuals and lefties wouldn't join, so he just basically got rid of all the, you know, the uh, the men that would be the most resistant to his his plans. Yeah, I don't know about that one there, bud. I think that it's pretty obvious that our enemies deserve to get their asses kicked in that one. Oh yeah, um, just like the like the Soviets. Well, I mean, but the Soviets weren't at that time. They weren't really expansionists. They became it. But uh, anyways. Um, oh, my second point was that yeah. not only are they not they're not dumb with the ideology. It's too that there's a lot of money to be made. Yeah, because if you become a four star, and then it's like you can just you get to, you get to go work at Boeing or at Lockheed, yeah, and just make some weird think tank that just gets tons of government funding. Oh yes, an say, NGO. This is how this is like the idea that we came up with how we should fight, and it should be like you guys were all involved in these wars that we lost. You guys should not get any money at all. 
Like, you should literally be shunned by society. And I personally think there should be harsh punishment against them. I won't get into what I think should be done to them, but it... Yeah, it was we'll a lot different thing. than giving them fucking money for for their ideas because I've seen their ideas firsthand and it's fucking stupid on the strategic level. Because I'd say on the tactical level in Afghanistan, we were allowed to be to make good decisions. Like I think that like our our battle in Dahana and even the way that we held our position in Nauzad actually made sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but tactics. Taxes are nothing if if the if whole yeah, but if if that's one valley in a country of a million valleys or however many fucking valleys there are, well over a thousand. So what was this kind of like? I want to go back then. Like, what was the what was Trump's rationale for pulling out anyway? And how did he even how did the the how did okay. the here we go? I like where this the is going. Taliban the Taliban treaty even come up. So basically, Trump ran on that. And also, Trump isn't like a lot of our politicians who have ran, which this is in Joe Biden's defense, he was against the war. But Trump was basically, from the day we decided to go to Iraq, and then it was obvious that like we didn't just go to Afghanistan to fuck him up and come home, he was very outspoken about how it was like, gonna fuck the economy up it was gonna it was gonna create this like everlasting just like money trap and so he ran on the fucking platform of ending that war and also he ran on the platform of taking care of isis which once the handcuffs were taken off isis was decimated in like no time at all like once our generals were allowed to do stuff and once our once every marine that was there was allowed to act like a marine ISIS got fucked up immediately. Like there were there were marine artillery units in Iraq against ISIS that set the record out of any war in history for shooting the most rounds. Artillery rounds. More than anything in World War II, more than Vietnam, more than anything. And so that was against ISIS. And you just didn't hear about it because it was basically like such an ass kicking that our media didn't cover it at all. Hmm. And I think there were lots of civil. Yeah, I, I think there was I also a lot of collateral damage. I wouldn't put it past our. our yeah, media. I mean, basically, they didn't want to give Trump a win. So as he's just taking city after city after city, and basically, you know, emboldened the Kurds, sort of made alliances that may have pre-existed with uh, the Shia militias and like Iranian forces and Russian forces, and just like kicked the shit out of ISIS like in two seconds. Also, he, he made the point of, like, we're not at war with the Syrian government. So we didn't just start a whole nother war for no reason, like, start a new enemy for no reason. So his thing with Afghanistan was basically like, okay, how the fuck do we get out of here? And so he worked with, he, he, was, he contacted the Taliban, which I think we were already sort of in contact with under the Obama You have to be, right? What's up? You have to be. I mean, it's a 20-year okay. war. I mean, yeah, like, I think, and I think that... I don't know the extent of it, but I know that there was a deal made for Bergdahl, which in case you don't know what that whole fucking fiasco was. No, oh, I do. I know. Yeah, but so <laughs> for those of you who don't know the Bergdahl fiasco from the military standpoint, um, Bergdahl was the son of an activist, a Muslim activist. He was an American who converted to Islam. I don't know why he exactly converted but he was a super activist against what we were doing in Gitmo, 
Guantanamo Bay in Cuba and like with the torture and like with the um, just detaining these guys for forever, like Taliban leaders and stuff that weren't, again, mm-hmm. weren't, they're not criminals. They're war, they're prisoners of war. And we like weren't treating them like prisoners of war. And a, the new leader, like one of the, like some of the new leaders in the Taliban government are dudes that served there. And the reason why I bring that up is because, so back to fast forward, you know, to when you and I were there was when Bergdahl, who's the son of this Muslim activist, American dude, he basically, he just one day puts his weapon down. He's on post. He puts his weapon down. He puts his gear down and he just walks off his post and surrenders to the Taliban. Gets scooped up. They're holding him, and somehow, for some reason, they don't saw his head off immediately, which is what happens to everybody else in the history of that war that gets captured, is they immediately get executed. And so he stays there for five years. His dad is super pro-getting people released from Gitmo. A deal is made of the Taliban between our government and the Taliban, Obama and the Taliban, to release these these certain dudes from Gitmo for his son. So he literally got what he wanted by getting dudes released from Guantanamo Bay through his son. Okay. What does that have to do with the pullout? The dudes that he released are now leading the Taliban. Nah. Yeah. So that once they went over there, they basically assumed all their like leadership roles and are now like either like I don't know if it's the Supreme Leader, but, like, part of the Supreme Council or, you know, I don't know exactly how they're organized yet. But uh, they, um, yeah, so that's just an interesting tidbit of, yes, we obviously had some sort of communication between us and them. So when Trump took over, he contacted them, he called them up, and he's like, hey. And he started having secret meetings that no one knew about with the Taliban so that they wouldn't get fucked up by the media or by Congress or by whoever, you know, trying to basically just give Trump a loss because he's like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. And during that time, that's why, like, there were years of, like, no real fighting in Afghanistan. You know, you still got your backwoods fucking Taliban or Afghanis that, like, killed a few people here and there, but the numbers were, like, the fighting was basically over, and we kind of focused more on ISIS as opposed to the Taliban. And a deal was made that, hey, we're going to fucking, we're going to leave, like, May 1st. Like, we're going to be gone May 1st. And you can do, Taliban, you can attack the fucking government, you can do whatever you want. Or and it was like, it's not fully open source, but they were like, hey, the Afghan government's going to control Kabul and you guys can control everything else because of all the work we've done there and whatever, but we were supposed to hold Bagram for forever. And the Taliban upheld their end of the deal. So when Trump lost his second term, Biden basically, and I think his generals, and I don't know if they're lying under oath, I kind of think they do because I don't trust them, but they were the dudes that I told you that Trump had put on blast and had shit on. And they basically went with Biden's idea of giving up Bagram 
and the way that the pullout unfolded, which was just completely fucked up. Also, the Taliban, because we didn't pull out on the first or before the first like we were planning to, because once Trump left office, the pullout basically was just put on hold because we were slowly drawing people out up until that point. And then when the Taliban said, okay, you're not out of here, then we're going to start the offensive that we were planning once you left anyways. So we're going to start taking over every fucking, the whole country in like two seconds. And because everyone's been lying about the capabilities and the size of the Afghan forces, what what every veteran knew would happen, happened in like two weeks. The whole country fell. That's true. They took Kabul, uh, which was very emotional for me. I can actually, we can talk about that in a second. Just trying to kind of give the play-by-play here. So then, in the middle of the night, without even telling any of our allies, that's Afghani, but also our NATO allies, we just pulled out of Bagram and collapsed on the Kabul airport, which from a tactical standpoint or strategic, or I'd say tactical at that point, there it was the worst thing we could do because Bagram was like super well put together. It was easily defendable. Um, it had all the, you know, logistics and stuff for us to get our planes out. And then when it became obvious, like, oh shit, the runway is overrun by civilians and they're getting smushed by C-17s. And they're holding on and falling off like hundreds of feet in the air and just dying. Like we killed so many civilians just with our planes. It was a travesty. Like that is just heinous. So it's like, oh fuck. So then we sent uh, units from the 82nd Airborne and we sent 1-8, the Marine Battalion, to secure the airport and deal with. And that's where you saw, you know. That's my little brother's little battalion, I think. That's that's why my dad was in 1-8 in Desert Storm. But... So that's where you saw, you know, the big, the perimeter was set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Marines were, like, taking babies and all that shit. And then, like, obviously the 10 Marines were killed or 13 service members were killed because it wasn't all Marines. Um, Yeah, that Corman, that Corman's from my little town, like, just south of where I live. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy small world. I know. I went and uh, did uh, the funeral guard for him. That's good. That's cool. That's actually pretty cool that you did that. Um, yeah, it was pretty sad, man. His family was devastated. I'm sure because sad. they're like, because the, like fucking most. He was, there, he was in country for like two weeks. What's that? He was in country for like two weeks. Well, and also I, for me, like imagine the the surprise of his parents when it was like, "Hey, mom and dad, I can't tell you where I'm going. We're in Afghanistan. <laughs> you know, like we're one eight. We're in Afghanistan. It's like, oh fuck, because they thought the war was over." Because the war was fucking over. So what I'm guessing, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is like, how, what was the, I want to know the specific details of the treaty, the, between the Taliban and us. Well, it was. The specifics of what was supposed to happen. It was basically, we were going to continue the fight against ISIS and we were going to keep Bagram as our, as our base in the area to do. Where did we know that from? Huh? Who do we know? Where do we get that information from? It was, it was on like Fox News and shit. It was like, that's like open source. Hmm. Like it was one when it basically when it became like when we left Bagram, it became they that somebody said it to the media. Basically, the original plan was this. 
Trump is like has said it too. Like the original plan was for us to keep Bagram, but since we stayed long, yeah, that's, a, that's a ballsy move by Trump, by the way. What to keep it? No, the uh, the deadline. March to have a deadline. What do you mean? What was the what was the original deadline? March first. May. It was May first. May first. Yeah. Because yeah, there's no way that a, if he loses the election, that you're gonna be able to do that. Well, that's bullshit. We only had three thousand people there. We had like really? nobody there. Yeah, that's that's it's pretty that up, What had happened was because the airport isn't doesn't have a perimeter like what Bagram has. It was super easily overrun by just hordes of people, like millions of people. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, and like our military, as much as you and I sit here and talk shit about officers and about everybody, it's still the best military in the world, and it's still they were still able to do like the biggest you know air evacuation in the history of the world. It was. I mean, it was the amount of civilians we got out, the amount of military that we got out, the the fact that we sent two battalions in and then were able to pull them out, you know, and like, luckily the Taliban was cool because they were the Taliban in this whole situation. The Taliban was they were organized. They held up their end of the bargain. They were they were working hand in hand with our Delta Force to get American (laughs) civilians out. Yeah, dude, that's been like the trippiest part of this whole thing. Is like, well, yeah, but it kind of makes sense to me because the Taliban is like a government. Not, not that Brexit. I'm talking about the demonization by the media of. Of course, I see why they would, they would uh, demonize the Taliban. Well, they're gonna, like, I mean, they're doing terrible. Th- they are terrible, but I'm yeah. I'm strictly speaking from a from a military standpoint, and this, you know, I, I'm not justifying the Nazis at all. But that's one weird fact about us and the Nazis in World War II was, like, when a pilot got shot down, except for, like, very rare occasions, like what happened in the Battle of the Bulge, but that was for tactical reasons, like, they didn't execute our people. They took care of them. Like, there was even, we did prisoner exchanges, like, when they captured women, American women, they were like, uh, we don't know what to do with them. So they contacted Switzerland, sent our women to Switzerland, and got them shipped home. Like, you know, there there were people, they were, like, when they, with dealing with our military, there was still, like, an old, like, honor thing. And I think that the Taliban has that. I think the Taliban were warriors. They're warrior, they're, like, they respect oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that they, they, the Taliban knows that the only reason we fucking oh. lost that war was because we weren't allowed to win. They know that. Like, so... Well, also they want to be seen as legitimate. They want to yes, be and, and, and it would it would behoove them to seem like they've changed. Now, their women, human women rights violations. It's I mean they're egregious, they're terrible. But so is like half the fucking UN. So it's not like the UN is like some sort of beacon of hope. I mean, China's in the UN. Like if you look at the Human Rights Council of the UN, which we're not a part of anymore because we looked around and said. Why the fuck is Saudi Arabia on here? Like, why is this, like, why is that country that executes people for everything, every random reason, like, why are they on the Human Rights Council? It's a farce. The UN's a complete joke. Now, I agree. It's, yeah. it's dangerous to us, I think, but that's, we'll talk about it some other time. But, like, you know, if the Taliban, the Taliban made legitimate treaties or agreements with China and with Russia. In the so, why the cluster fuck? Why what clusterfuck? Of our withdrawal. 
uh, because the Biden administration basically would, so they just did the hearings pretty recently and, and every general when they were questioned said, we told him that would be a bad idea. We told him that we should keep Bagram at least for the evacuation. And he said, no, I want to give up Bagram, which little tidbit, who's moving into Bagram air base right now? Who's, who's, Who's taking over the Bagram Air Base? I can't imagine, Braxton. Who is who's moving into Bagram? It's it's been transformed into a Chinese military base. China. China. And so was it because Biden has strong ties to China? Who knows? Like there's there's a lot of what ifs here. Like what there's so much the speculation. Base? That's what I'm trying to like pull out is like Oh, None of this really makes sense if you no, just it, look at it. I think it all makes sense. I think that it was a fuck you to Trump on a personal level, and then it came So out. fuck up our nation, our national interests, and kill people because to say fuck you to Trump? Oh, dude, to fuck over Trump, they don't care if a thousand Marines got killed. They wanted a thousand Marines to get killed so they could fuck up Trump. Like when he took over um, office, they wanted to start fucking wars, and they. The, I, told you, I think I said it last time when he when he tricked them into saying we were going to start a war with Syria, they were all caught on a hidden camera dancing and shit because they wanted him to fucking fuck up and have people get pissed at him. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Same thing with the fucking COVID vaccine. He's like, we're trying to cut off, we're trying to cut off travel from China. They have some funky ass fucking virus outbreak. It was already too late because the way viruses are, yeah, we have too much international travel with places of the world that aren't our friends, and so fucking the virus is already here. He tried to cut it off, and what did everybody say? They were like, "You're a fucking piece of shit. You're a racist. Go to Chinatown because no one's gonna get sick." It's fucking- it just sounds yeah, it sounds very well. There's a lot of speculation here. That's all. That's not speculation. That's what happened. Yeah, but the motivations of the individuals involved you don't know yeah but i'm just but you can you can infer it biden has very strong ties with china biden received lots of money from china biden there are leaked emails that have been verified by the media on both sides where he knew that his son knew what his son was doing and his son was making sure that the chinese government gave extra money for the big guy 10% 10% or whatever. Like there are there are no shit fucking open source documents about the money that he his son was receiving from Burisma, the intimidation he did against the Burisma prosecutor to get him fired, not from Burisma but the Ukrainian guy that he got fired that Trump got impeached for. <laughs> That's the whole nother thing. But um fucking there, it is interesting. You are correct because it's not out yet. Why? But that China moved into a perfectly prepared air base that we basically gave them. Well, it makes so, sense. China, oh, good so, on China. They took an opportunity. They should turn that into a Chinese base. Uh, just a note is that I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Oh, I know. I, know, I, I, know, I agree I know. with like 80% of what you're saying. And then talk about the China thing. I mean, pretty obvious why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, I mean yeah, they're, they're, they're they, 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 have they, that, they have that Belt and Road initiative where they're trying to, like, connect the yeah. entire Eurasia with... And Africa. And Af- Well, yeah. And then in Africa, they've been doing development there for, like, 20 years. Well, there's a yeah, great... They have, they have there's very... a great um, documentary called... Uh, I think it's called Empire of Dust. 
You ever seen that meme of like the Chinese guy going, it's all so tiresome? You ever seen that? I don't think so. Oh, man. I'll have to check it out. It sounds good. It's really good. It's about a Chinese company that goes to Africa to try to um, uh, industrialize it. And mm-hmm. it just follows around like a, a boss of like one company that's trying to pay, like do infrastructure and pave roads. Mm-hmm. And why I like it is because it shows the cultural differences between ch- the Chinese and the Africans, mm-hmm. but it also has like the implication of like, because they give some background information on what China's doing, that China is involved in like, I don't know, like 30 countries in Africa. They're oh, doing, yeah, no, I know. Is they have very, um, very one-sided uh infrastructure deals with these people all across all across africa and asia and i'm assuming with they're trying to pressure italy and spain and giving them ports i think too yeah oh yeah and they yeah and so so but but for me that's fine i mean we we do the same thing and we've invaded countries for stupid reasons obviously Mm -hmm. but uh we also have we try to have good ties with these countries around the world help them with isis and stuff so for China, Afghanistan literally borders China, and so for them, and it's a small they, border, isn't it? It's a tiny. It's like a panhandle. It's a little tiny spot, but still, they basically having good ties with with Afghanistan. You know, the Taliban or the whatever they're going to be called, Afghan the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. They are going to be able to get high level military stuff. For uh, minerals, for for natural resources that China doesn't have, or China just needs more of, whether it be lithium or some of the other stuff that's in Afghanistan. I mean, I think there's a bunch of different shit. Is there cobalt there? I don't know. I just know there's a lot of rare earth metals in the Himalayan mountains, in the Hindu Kush, and the Afghan Kush mountains. That's why they. That's why they're always button heads with India over. Uh, whatever the hell part over Putan. They have a lot of border disputes. Yeah. Yes, it's like a constant border dispute. And like, was it last year? Like forty Chinese got killed, and like twenty Indians got killed in a skirmish on the on the border with without guns. Like it was all melee weapons. Yeah, this is a great video. Throwing, I'm just like throwing people off of cliffs and shit, like just horrific. But um, that no one knows about. But uh. Yeah, because they, they want those rare earth metals. And so for them, Afghanistan, it's perfect. Why not? I mean, it's it, 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 it's completely logical for them to do that. It's just I wonder if they're going to get their heads stuck. Like, they're going to get they're gonna get stuck in quicksand there. Like I don't think do. so. I don't think so at all. They yeah. have, yeah, it'd be like, it's like, um, like, you know, Saudi Arabia and us, when our forces go to Saudi Arabia now, they don't or we're not like bogged down there or our oil companies and shit. We have a positive relationship with the Sultan or with the, you know, the King. So it's like, we don't have drama there. Now, just, I think it's going to be, I think they're going to have a very positive thing. And I think that Afghanistan is about to be a fucking huge military. I think they're about to have like, people are bitching about the 600,000 rifles that we left. And like, the 20 helicopters no they're about to have tons of shit because china's got tons of shit that's a little bit outdated and that means afghanistan's about to be loaded plus they got all the microchips bro 
Yeah, plus they make all of our microchips for our stuff. What? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's a it's a bad situation that we're in right now. Yeah, it's the incestuous relationship that our government and a lot of our inter, uh, multinational corporations have with yes. the Chinese government is pretty. It's pretty scary. Yeah, Hollywood, um, fucking the NBA, what, fucking a bunch of people. Was there anything that in a, during our deployment that was like a red flag for? problems that with us leaving like um i just i was just able to look around and and like understand the ratio of what we controlled and what we didn't and so i was like dude we don't control any of this and oh that reminds I had, me i had the the i the fact that they're all of a sudden allies with china that's like was not on my radar at all like i did not I did not predict that at all because I actually used to say, why don't we get China on our side? Because China has issues with the Uyghurs because they have like Islamic terrorism in China. So why not get them involved and maybe we can like fucking actually win this war or something. And it could bring us and China closer together in a positive way. Not in a, not in a, I'll trade you $1 for $5 kind of a way. Like a, not in an uneven trade deal, like what we used to have. But, like, I thought that military... There's no way, bro. There's no I mean, way. The yeah, Chinese... now, now it's obvious. I'm talking about that's what I thought, like, back when we... Yeah, were I, get, I get you. Yeah. Because I was because we also... You and I used to always talk about Iraq, and we said it might just be better for everybody if the Shia part joins Iran and the Sunni part joins Saudi Arabia and the Kurds get their own country. Yeah, and, but the Chinese so, have a problem with the West. Like, they have... They titled the, the 20th century the the hundred years of humiliation or something like that. Like that's how they refer to the 20th century. The hundred years of humiliation, like humiliating them or we're humiliating ourselves. We've been humiliating them. Like we made, well, they're we made it a third world country. They weren't communists the entire time. A lot of, a lot of the communists, a lot of the communists, uh, the reason they were so popular was because of, their anti-imperialism yeah, yeah. anti rhetoric that they use. Yeah. West Western imperialism. I mean, we've we have created some of the bullshit that's going on. I'd say that we are more innocent than our closest yeah. friends in the world, the British, or yeah. you know, or any European country because of what they did. Uh, but you know, because like the Philippines love us, and we protected them from the Japanese, who were like ruthless, murderous assholes back then they're not really anymore but the thing with china is we like supported the nationalists and then they lost the civil war so we had to leave and then they they were communist after that <laughs> it's like okay and we tried to be cool with them but you know they they fucking joined north korea and so it was like i guess we can't be cool and then you know they supported the they supported fucking the north vietnamese and and, and they had been close to the Soviets. There's a there's some drama between yeah, Hitler, that's, it's Stalin really and Mao. But well, actually, and I think that's a good thing because I think Russia is a good friend, could be a good friend. I think that that's like people. I think boomers are still afraid of like the Cold War, which I get made fun of because I'm like like nervous about China and like what they're doing around the world. Like, oh, you're like it's just like every American I've ever talked to. You're all stuck in the cold war and i'm like you guys are the ones that fucking think that russia is a threat russia is not even close to a threat i mean 
it would be a bloody shitty war if we follow them because we just nuke each other. But they don't. They don't. They just want to be left alone. And like not yeah, have us, not have us declare war on their closest ally in the whole world, Syria. Dude, there's this. Uh, uh, if anyone's interested, you should check out the like intellectual leader of the the new the new like Russian ideology, uh, Alexander Dugin. He's like liberalism's bullshit, communism's bullshit, fascism's bullshit, and he's trying to like come up with a fourth way. So is and, he cool uh, with Putin or not cool with Putin? No, yeah, he's there. Putin is uh, he's like he's like a Steve Bannon to Trump. Okay, so he's basically like a Putin fucking. Which I mean, it makes sense. Have you ever met Russians? They're pretty fucking hardcore. Like you kind of yeah. gotta be a hardcore dude to be in charge of Russia, and it's huge. Yeah, Alexander Dugin's really interesting. Um, cool. I don't yeah, agree with it because he's got some odd views. It, you'd have to read it. Yeah, so he's like a he's like a super Russian nationalist kind of a guy. Yeah, he's into nationalism, but it's like he's also a postmodernist in the sense of like. Uh, hmm. uh, the West's truth is has been completely made up by the West, and their their values aren't ours. He's basically like a live and let live type guy. Like he's like a moral relativist, except for the fact that it's tied to the nation and the like the culture and the ethnicity. So like Russians are this way, and this is our truth. Yeah, so he's yeah. So, so it makes him so he's not a complete like relativist, but he's also like. There is no, there is no world truth that we have to live by. So this Western shit that the United States is trying to push on us is fine for them, but they shouldn't be trying to push well, it I, on. I agree with that. I'm a, I'm a big time isolationist, and I think that us getting involved around the world has really fractured us and fucked us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, awesome. I, yeah, I yeah, think we've that, given, we've given our government the teeth to fight, to fight foreign powers. We've given. And terrorism, we've given them the teeth now to like just turn that back onto its own population. The, yeah. the intelligence infrastructure and the technological uh, uh, tools to, to monitor and stamp out any dissent in our country as well, which is pretty scary. But back to the yeah, advanced- which well, there's the there's that lieutenant colonel that that got arrested. He's in jail, or he got released. He's kind of kook. I don't know if I trust that guy that much. He seems kind of... He's better than the other one who literally came out and was like, follow me, guys. I'll lead us to, like, a new revolution. There's another guy that was... He was definitely a spook. He was fucking... He's glowing. I I don't think that that dude is a spook. I think that he... No, no, no. Not the one... There's another one that was... Yeah, I don't don't know which one you're talking about. So back to the original guy. I can't remember his damn name right off the top of my head. Fucking... He he was uh he was the school of infantry commander down at Geiger. Oh yeah, that was he's from Ohio, I think. He, uh, I don't know. I know that I that's, that's where he was, and then he did his video, and he's like, uh, you can't just when you're in the military, you can't just say you can't speak your mind when you're in. That's the thing, and it like yeah, but you can tell it's completely political because there's plenty of people spoke their mind about other shit. That were definitely jail worthy, but get away with it. Like well, that you can't, you can't you can't call out the command like that. Like what he did is punishable by the UCMJ. 
I mm-hmm. don't know if he's going to serve any more time. They might just give him a fucking like dishonorable discharge or something. But he, um, like he was like he went to jail and he has to go to jail. Like you can't have Marines at any level bad mouthing the chain of command like that. Like it's because it's different for like you know, like the physical altercations and the verb and the words that happen between us and our commanders on the ground. Because that's like. We're in the heat of the moment. And also, some of the stuff that happened was punishable. Like, when fucking uh, Gunny, what's-his-name, like, got into it with our CO, like, that was punishable. Because you can't, you have to have order in the military. So for yeah, him, I don't not like that. And sorry, I, don't I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Uh, yeah, that I know, look- and that's why I, I got out of the Marine Corps as a sergeant, and Montana got out as a Lance Corporal. <laughs> Yeah, because well, I, I was a little bit better at being disrespectful in a respectful way, or disagreeing in a respectful way. How about that? Yeah, well, I guess my my point is like these these are our current laws, and not I'm not saying to go against the rule of law, but our current laws and standards of doing things are just being leveraged against people who speak out against this. Like, I agree with that, but I'm, again, remember he. He's not an author. He's not a reporter. Because what should be happening is reporters should be doing their job and being like, and it shouldn't just be Fox News or like one side of politics. Like everyone should be pissed about how the evacuation of Afghanistan went. And everyone should be more pissed about a war that lasted for fucking 20 years and we lost. Like people should actually be pissed about that. And they should. Yeah, dude, that's what always gets me back to the cultural things. Well, Is that we weren't pissed off because we weren't involved. Which means that's true. Yeah, there's like, so many. There's so many the levels. American people basically. We never assume that like total war footage footing, and so people went about their lives, and it's just like, oh, you know, that's so sad. You hear about so and so's kid who got killed in the war. Yeah, it sucks. Good thing my kids went to college. Right? You know, like there, it was more. It was much more. He became a debt slave. Yeah, but that's yeah, you do for most times educations that don't even help you with anything. Um, so, but, Braxton, Braxton, I want to go back to like you were saying that some of the things that made you sketched out is that we didn't really control Afghanistan. Yeah, so there was a big thing that stuck out to me was that when we were in Afghanistan and we're supposedly winning the war or making progress, the Taliban launched a massive offensive and, like, took over, like, half of Pakistan. And no one even knows that happened. Like, they almost got to where their nuclear weapons were stored. They almost took the capital of of Pakistan. The Taliban. This supposed, like, unorganized, cave-dwelling, fucking, you know, you know, like, slow numbers of people it's like, no, they're, they are a massive fucking force. They're a massive army. For them to almost take another country like that. So what exactly would you have liked to see done in the withdrawal? Because we would have to have withdrawn. Like, I think both these presidents, for better or for worse. Yeah, so say, I'm assuming Trump's withdrawal would have been a much more smooth. Um, You're assuming. And, That's good, good phrasing. Yeah, but it's... We would have basically we wouldn't use the airport, so there never would have been the big cluster. There might have been big crowds of people, but they would have never been smushed by airplanes. They would have never fallen off of airplanes. They all right, stop right there, Braxton. 
why what do you think the the impetus for the what was the motivation for Biden administration to give up the airport? I know you said that they want to humiliate Trump, but how does that make sense? Like they're just humiliating themselves, obviously. To, Not really. Like, because, because oh, really? Dude, the media and every, nobody's like really attacking the Biden administration except there's been a That's little. That's not true. That's not true. Little, there's been a little bit from the from the left leaning news outlets, but it's still like it's old news. Now we're on to fucking uh, the Delta Del variant or whatever the hell other shit, and now there's vaccine shit, and there's the vaccine order, and there's like I can't thing. get on you with that. Like there has to be a better reason for why they would just give it up. Uh, I think. Maybe so we didn't blow it all up. We would we, well, we weren't gonna give it up. We were gonna Why did hold he? it for forever. Why like, did he? So that China could have it, probably. That's my theory. I mean, I don't know <laughs> for sure. I mean, that's my my theory is that basically they talked to the Taliban or or didn't even talk to the Taliban. They're basically just like, ah, we're good. Like, just pull out. You know, just to you think there it. might be information that would come out that like linking China to. Biden administration? There already More. is. There are, More. I mean, there's already tons. There's like the amount of money that he got from the Chinese is astronomical. I'm going to have to see that again. It's like that that kind of got, like, got memory hold in my. It's like $500 million dollars or something or $5 billion. It's like it's huge sums of money. It's massive. I'm going to have to find that. Yeah, because that's the whole thing is uh, his son. Went over there. Oh fuck! I'm gonna fuck this up because I wasn't expecting to talk about this. Um, his son went over there, and even though he has like no experience in investing, the Ch the Chinese company gave him like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to spend, or five billion dollars or something. It's a lot of fucking money. Like let's let's look. Um, it's it's going to be hard to find because Google probably won't say it. Yeah, I guess I'm just uh, curious on like a more solid connection. I don't wouldn't put it past these people to do that. It's just I don't know if a, if a president can unilaterally make a decision like that without. Well, that's see that's why I think yeah. So Hunter Biden got 1.5 billion for a private equity fund. When Biden's son walks out of China with 1.5 billion in a fund, yeah, 1.5 billion, yes, or million, billion, billion, 1.5 billion dollars, and it doesn't. It's like for for some sort of equity venture, yeah. And it was the same year that that uh, Obama took over the White House. Yeah, it's goofy. There's a lot of weird shit, but but I think that the generals, like I said, are fucking stupid. <laughs> also, I think that that's a big part of it is that the generals in charge didn't understand how bad it could go at the airport. Like, didn't even think that there's going to be hordes of people that want to escape the Taliban. Well, remember also, we didn't. We, you and I did, but the government didn't even think that the Taliban would take over the country that fast. Like they were surprised that the that the Afghan National Army couldn't hold out, and I think that is there information about about that some people thought that that there was reports saying that it would go real quick. 
I think I've heard reports. Of no, there people. were they, so supposedly when that our intelligence uh, people told the Biden administration they're not going to last very long. They were kind of just told like I order, like they kind of just blew it off. And then when then it became obvious, and there's leaked e- information between. Uh, the president of Afghanistan who just like loaded up a helicopter with so much money and there was like too much. So they left like millions of dollars in cash just on the, on the fucking landing pad and took off and flew away <laughs> to somewhere like sweet, great fucking president that we put in. Um, Cause he's a puppet, but uh, that, that at one point they were talking about it and he's just like, Wait, hey, if it's not true, just make it seem like you're winning or something. Are you telling me that the president of Afghanistan wasn't democratically elected? Uh, the election was a fa- was just to say there was an election. No, elections are safe, dude. No <laughs> forever, especially ours. Um, no, um, there's yeah, there's evidence that basically, when it became obvious that the Taliban had already taken over most of the country. <laughs> They were told to just, just, hey, just act like you're winning. Just act like you're doing all right, even if you're not. Like that's what Biden, that's what the Biden administration told them. It's like, okay, it's pretty. I don't know. It's fucked up. Who knows? Like that's the thing is that we can sit here and argue exactly why we pulled out the way we did. But I think that learning that China had taken over the Bagram Air Base, that's that's a pretty key, and you know that's important. And it's from left field. Like it wasn't. It, it wasn't something. Oh, it wasn't from last field. It's just. It's just it's been suppressed. The, the ties between the Taliban and China have been suppressed until they took Kabul and they're like, "Hey, we just signed this trade deal with China." It's kind of like, "Oh fuck!" I never even thought that that would happen. Because, like I said, I would have thought that Afghanistan and like Muslim extremism would be something that we could team up with China over as a young naive man and an optimist. I am an optimist. It's not all doom and gloom. I am an optimist. We just had to leave Afghanistan. Like, we couldn't stay there forever. You know? Like, people had lost the appetite for blood. Would you Would you have done it as quickly as Trump did? Well, first off, if I was Trump, there'd be, like, no living beings in fucking Afghanistan anymore. <laughs> or there'd be a lot less. Because I would have basically said, fuck smart bombing. If the Taliban attacks us, we're going to level the city that the Taliban leader's from. And I mean... Or you would have like a like an overwatch, like a, a air support. Well, that's the other thing. I said we pulled out all of our air support. We didn't even tell our NATO allies. Like, that's so fucked up. Like, we did so much weird fucked up shit. Um, no, I'm just saying, so like, say I got elected in 2016 as the president, I would have been like, our forces are withdrawing now. And that is like base by base. We're just pulling out a base by base and any enemy action at all against our forces will be met with like four fully loaded B-52s leveling every village surrounding our FOB. And they'd be like, don't do it again. You know, like, don't do not attack us again. And apparently Trump kind of did the same thing. Cause like when we whacked back Al Baghdadi, when he was like hiding in a cave and we sent the dogs after him, and they blew himself up. We immediately called up 
Trump called them directly, the leader of the Taliban that he was doing peace deals with. And he's like, look, I know where your family lives. I know where you live. If you fuck this up, that's going to happen to you. Watch the news. And then like, hang on. Like, so he, he was doing kind of the same thing. Like he had a very strong deterrent. I don't believe that one bit. That... It's No, that's, dude, that's all open source. I know that you like don't like Trump and I like Trump. So that's like a difference that we have. But he had a. It sounds like some Hollywood bullshit. No, dude. Well, he's a Hollywood guy. He's a fucking. He is who he is. He's a weird. Fucking. Are you John Wayne? Yeah, he's a Hollywood. Is that me? He is a. He is a man of many crazy stories, and I believe it. And he also had the balls to, you know, for us to kick the shit out of ISIS. Like, and I think that we kicked the shit out of ISIS because he was basically saying. Oh, that village that's been supporting ISIS? Yeah, try not to kill that many civilians, but kill all the ISIS dudes. Because that's what war is. That's why you don't just invade countries unless you're willing to kill every single person there. That's why we shouldn't go around fighting wars all the time. You know? Like, ask... ask Agree. Ask ask a German that was in fucking Dresden. Like... How, what it means to be on the receiving end of like, we're trying to end this war, you Nazi fucks. You talking about like the molten streets? Yeah, I'm talking about like uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Street? Yeah, Slaughterhouse Five, which is like an awesome fucking book. It's pretty good. It is very good. Uh, it's not my favorite of his, of Vonnegut's, but. He, so good. I've got another one. What the hell? I've got, I haven't read it yet, but I picked it up. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. It's on my bookshelf. A, a Vonnegut book? Yeah. Is it. Is it? Uh, it's like night something or night. I don't know. How about what, something of Titan? No, I don't have that one. It's anyway, really good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you know, so it's like, so why did we lose Vietnam? Because we didn't have the resolve to win. Why did we not win Iraq and Afghanistan? Iraq, we could kind of say is a draw. You know, because like the Shias kind of took over and they, you know. And we did kick the shit out of ISIS, and now it's like Iran, Iraqi government, like, get along, do whatever you want. Whatever, you know? So I, I'll chalk that up as either a victory or as a draw. Whereas fucking Afghanistan is a flat-out 100% loss. We lost that war. You know, the Taliban rolled into the fucking capital and took over the, the capital and was sitting in American fucking like generals offices and putting their feet up on the desk like we've lost that shit which we I, I think we've been losing for for the whole time that's the problem that's why this is even an interesting story is because it's not like we didn't know no one knows that we were losing the whole time and then when guys like us came home and were like trying to convey to people like how bad it was nobody understood what we were talking about no nobody, nobody fucking got it and i think i like, i barely understood what i was talking about i was just like it's fucked yeah, up. And There's we a were reason. Like super young. Yeah, we were fucking like 22 years old when we got out of the Marine Corps. All I could really convey was that the the reason why I got out of the Marine Corps is because we're, I, Afghanistan's so fucked up. No, that's I, I, I had my reenlistment papers filled out. I was 100% going to stay in forever. Like it was, I had no, I, I had my whole life, I never even thought about doing anything else. And then. When I Me realized too. when I realized that we weren't trying to win, and I was just like, 
Like, we've battled into Hana, which was like, I got my big battle that I craved. And then I was like, but we just pulled out. Like, we just left. So the Taliban's going to take over immediately. Like, what, what? we didn't even do anything. That's when I it kind of clicked in my head. Like, I got to get it the fuck out. Dude, that reminds me. I don't want to bring up old shit, but remember how we're talking about the opium farm stuff? Yeah, and you said that we would we make all synthetics. I'm, so I'm pretty some... sure we. I'm pretty sure we still do. I don't. No. I don't know if I 100% agree with you. No, no. I'm, I looked it up, bro. So, morphine. Morphine is a like a product of straight up opium, and then so, but because of the problems of opium, because it's so addictive and powerful, they made like other stuff like uh, codeine and. You know all the other derivatives that are popular, mm -hmm. but to make those things, there's it's called semi-synthetic. Yeah, so and they gotta have a seed molecule, and then they can go from there. They take they take a molecule from opium, and yeah, then. But, but that doesn't so mean that still, we get it from Afghanistan. Oh well, where else are we getting it from? Uh, I don't know. We probably grow it here places. Mm. Ninety percent like of pharmaceutical countries. Pharmaceutical companies probably have it all over the world like and where they where they source their opium from like originally or yeah, they or have right to use now. they have to use the opium in those things well that's yeah, but, what that's what fentanyl is fentanyl is the first completely synthetic and that comes from china which and it's also you don't need any opium to do it and guess when it became you know uh, super deadly not just super deadly, but marketable, like that you can, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mass manufacturing. Lucrative, yeah. It became lucrative. It was like 2018, right when people were like, people were talking, it became, Afghanistan became a. Yeah, but a, there's, there's opium all over the world though. 90% it, it doesn't just come from Afghanistan. Braxton, do you know how much opium's on our streets? You know how much codeine and other derivatives of opium are on our streets? Opioids? It's run, run our country through. There's millions of people addicted to it. Yeah, some millions. of the shit on the... some Like, the illegal stuff probably comes from Afghanistan. But I'm saying, like, the shit that goes to pharmacies, I'm pretty sure comes from other places. Like India, China, other places that can grow it i mean it grows everywhere it's not it's not it's a thing that came from india originally like it's not i don't know like, came from that area which afghanistan's in the area yeah i mean it's near there but i i, I just don't see there wasn't a trade for the opium leaving afghanistan other than a, in like really unrefined how do you know in legal ways how do you know there's all this other conspiratorial shit yeah, but I don't believe most of it. No, you do. Like, that's, well, that's, that's what I'm referencing. Is this conspiratorial shit that you do believe in? Uh, well, I, I feel like my shit's provable because I just know how the UN works and how China works. What are you looking up? said, where yeah, did Afghanistan think... send its opium? Oh, Google it. That, that'll, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is um, the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness.
Oh, yeah, dude. Thank God for them. Yeah, I just think it's naive to think that. So 200 million in network of clandestine production labs that U.S. officials said was helping generate. Uh, whatever. I just... Because I heard that before, that it was... That most of the shit comes out, like, especially before the war started, most of the shit was just sold, like, you know, as drugs, not as, like, as illegal drugs, as opposed to, to the pharmaceutical companies. And then the pharmaceutical company did what? They gave doctors money to prescribe it. I don't know. I don't take drugs. Those kind of drugs. I used to. And this even, shit is even when I've been prescribed it for like horrific injuries or besides what I tore my groin, I did take codeine. But when everything else, I've always just thrown it away. I don't even like it. I just find it odd that the the opioid ep epidemic from pharma pharmaceutical companies, the abuse of medications, happens in while we were in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, people have been. People and, like when I was in high school, a bunch of people were doing it. I guess the war was going on, but yeah, but it was not readily available. And uh, if you want to add in, if you want to add in another thing. Do you think that the pharmaceutical companies are just what they're the good guys? They're not trying oh, to. No, absolutely not. Get I, cheap. I, no, I, they're gonna do is whatever they can to get cheap fucking. Uh, because even if it's all der derived or derivatives, then they it, they don't need a huge amount to make it they just need a small seed amount to get it going and then you know what i'm saying like it's not like they need all 82 percent of the heroin that comes out of afghanistan they needed all of that i think 99 percent of it is basically just used as heroin like by druggies See, not, so what i where i get like it would be way cheaper to get it from a government from your government well I think that, you know, I think that's, that that export is about to dry up because now they're like, hey, we got mines and shit. We're about to get rich. Well, that's fine. And Taliban's against, Taliban's against using opium anyway. That's true. And I think there have been selling it as well. Um. Also, uh, but it, it just reminds me of, like, the, the Iran-Contra thing. Which, or, like, the complete, which is a complete success militarily. Yeah, but what they did was they sold – there was like a three-way selling of drugs, weapons, and – what, what was Yeah, well, out-of-date military equipment. Yeah. So it was, Between it was the, the Iran and Contra and us. Yeah, because the Contra was fighting the commies, so we let them sell drugs for money. And then in the 80s – there's the other thing, the 80s. There's, it's proven that the CIA was flying in crack to, to the black communities in LA and New York and just all the big cities that there were. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the fucking CIA. So I well, that was a conspiracy theory that wasn't plausible for years. And, and the guy, that, the guy that broke it, shot him, killed himself by shooting himself twice in the back of the head. Maybe he was just double wrong, so he made sure to shoot himself twice. <laughs> You see what I'm getting at here is like no, it's, only, know, but, it's but only it's only it only doesn't make sense until you know 30 years later on, when yeah. everything comes out that it was actually all right. Fuck, I don't know, maybe, but it just 
Because like we didn't have any time, we didn't have any experience with it. There were obviously all pop poppy fields in the area, but they were all dead because there had been no civilians there for four years. I never saw any poppy fields. That's what all. That's what all those fields were. It was. It was a. Uh, uh, it was rumors from. Uh, army units in the general vicinity that that like Simpson would go to that like oh yeah they have a twenty four hour guard guards on. Their bases around this huge opium field. No, that's what the football pitches in our where we were. Those, mm-hmm. were, those were poppy fields. And then it's there's also there's there just nothing there because we. Do you remember all those marijuana trees too? Yeah, but those were like people's personal shit. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That was like people's personal fucking stash, and it was like, damn, massive yeah. trees. Um, anyway, dude, I don't know what else to say about Afghanistan because it's just a, uh, such a cluster Well, fuck. I guess I could say a little bit about emotions. Yeah, so I, got, I would like to hear. Yeah, yeah I got a little. This emotional. was a huge, this was a huge psychological defeat too for the vets that that competed or uh, participated not only in Afghanistan but also Iraq. It's just well, for like, me, this was our these were our missions. So for me, like the idea that we lost, I had already dealt with for a long time. I had already realized back, you know, when we first left Iraq and Afghanistan, when we first came home, I was like, we're losing. And so then it was like my mission to tell anybody who listened. And and actually, when we were in country, I did that interview where I fucking was completely honest with the AP and was like, we're fucking losing. Like, we're losing this war. We're not winning. And I did like a three-hour interview, and then they didn't use any of it. So I don't know where that footage is. The dude said he was trying to make a documentary, and like, I talked about everything we're talking about right now. Was it was it the Asian dude that I told? Yeah, the Asian Korean guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I can't remember their damn names. Because there was the there was the report that came out that was like when Bernard got hit, and then there was like I did a whole interview where I was like, we have to pull out. Like this war is stupid. Most of us understand how stupid it is. Like we're just trying to fight the enemy and like not kill that many civilians. You know what I'm saying? Like, I painted it in a positive light, but I'm like, these people are very organized. They're a lot more powerful. So, I get out of the Marines. Again, we were 22. You know, like, when 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 we got out, I was still 22 and lived in Hawaii for a little bit. Try to tell everyone there that I knew and hung out with that, like, it's more fucked up than people think. But no one wanted to talk about it, which that might have been out of respect, like, don't want you to talk about shit like this, like, because it's you, you know? But also, it was just, it just seemed like nobody gave a fuck. Everyone was just more, more into, like, uh, I don't want to be super, like, it was just more into, like, partying and, like, being 22, which you and I looked at being 22, like, fuck, I'm getting old, it's time to start our life, which led me down a shitty path, but it led you down a good path. But, uh, like, But all the other people that were 22 were, like, basically, like, dude, you're acting like you're in your 30s. Or, you know, like, you're acting like my age now. I'm 34, and it's, like, now is when all my friends are, like, starting to settle down and think about having kids and shit and buying houses and stuff. Where we were trying to do it 12 years ago. Yeah, I wish I had had the discipline to actually have done something. But, yeah, man. So I got pretty mixed up, and then it was, like, everyone I talked to... No, like, it was just really frustrating, because what kept happening to me was, like, I would tell a story, and I'm not even, like, trying to brag or tell, like, a crazy war story. Like, 
some of our minor ones about like shooting at the enemy and stuff. And people are like, wait, you actually shot at the enemy? Like, yeah, I was a Marine rifleman. Oh, I had no idea that was even going on. What the fuck do you mean? It's a war. Like, it's a, literally a fucking war. And so there was that. So then when Trump made the deal with the Taliban, I was very happy. I was like, yes. I was like, oh, yeah, but when you pull out, you know, all those Afghanis are going to get fucked up by the Taliban. They're going to take over right away. And, um, but I was still like, it's whatever. Got to pull out. But there was something about the the day that I saw the video of when the Taliban took Kabul and all the civilians were like charging towards the fucking uh, airport and you could hear them like executing people in the background. I was just like, I got real emotional. I was like real torn up. I was like, Jesus, what the fuck? Like, I, it's over. I'm happy. But I was just like overwhelmed, I guess you could say. I called you up. I was like fucking kind of a, yeah, kind of a little bit of a wreck. Like, it was weird because I had yeah, I was like, I, I had been so fine. Like, I've only, I've only gotten like emotional about the war really like twice since I've been home. Like once when I went and saw American Sniper, which was a mistake, and then another time was when this shit happened. It was really weird. It was like it was overwhelming. I mean, you you obviously are just like fuck it. Yeah, I've had. I'm, yeah, you, you've, I'm been a, not, you've been a nihilist for a while about. I'm not a nihilist at all. No, you're not a nihilist. Exactly. It's exact, I'm exactly the opposite. I have, I believe in ultimate meaning of everything. I'm just really sensitive. So that all came out like really early. And when I saw Afghanistan, I was more pissed than anything. See, I wasn't just, even I was, pissed. I was, I was like, angry. I wasn't even like, I'm, you know, and I, I am pissed that those Marines were killed, but that's not even what I like was emotional about. Like that didn't, I was more just like overwhelmed that we we're finally fucking leaving. It was over. I did get kind of pissed off because it's like now we have two or three weeks or however long the actual evacuation was. And like the whole time I was on the edge of my seat, just like that last, because I assumed the last people on the ground would be the Marines. It turns oh, out yeah, I, didn't do, I didn't do anything that whole week that it was in the news. I oh, just dude, my that. boss let me go home. I was like, I, my boss like emailed me. I was at my cubicle and he's like, are you even fucking working? And I was just like, I was like, dude, shit's gone south. Like, my my family and friends are all hitting me up. Like, dude's just got killed in Afghanistan. He's like, just go home, dude. I was like, all right. So, because my, my boss is cool as shit. But, like, yeah, I was just on the edge of my seat just, like, fucking. Because I was expecting those last dudes on the ground. Instead of, like, Delta Force shaking hands with Taliban special forces and, like, the generals looking around and getting on the plane and flying out, which is what happened. I was expecting, like, the last dude on the ground to be fighting and, like, tanks rolling on the fucking airstrip. Like, because all it took, because that was before they had told us the cooperation that we were doing with the Taliban. Like, the Delta Force was working directly with the Taliban to, the Taliban was, like, uh, setting up checkpoints out in, like, throughout Kabul where American citizens could go. And then they were bringing them to a secret entrance where there wasn't a giant mob. So, the, so and, that's, and that's why when people were like, oh, my God, all these American citizens and they're not letting them cut the line and like all this shit. Like I'm saying the system wasn't perfect, but there there was an effort, a surprising amount of cooperation between us and the Taliban. There are still I, Americans yeah. stuck there. Terrible things have probably fucking happened to them. Probably. We have no yeah, idea. But it was I was just expecting it to be 
like, like fucking the worst military disaster in the history of our country. That also, was, that, yeah. So I guess what what makes me emotional is it's the and I wish I was more poet poetically inclined, but like I probably said it before, like it's the it's a symbol, the American strength, the American superpower, the American empire. The tide is rolling back. It's this is the point oh, where the yeah. you we'll see, see you see the water in the sand and it's just leaving. You know, the, like nah, we're, we're fading away. Into, so I feel into, like that realization hit me a long time ago. So that's where I kind of felt I was like, dude, we're fucked. Like a while ago. So that's that whole thing with this. It's more just like, like because I said it before, and I can't. This isn't a fucking pro-Trump shit, but. I was serious when I said Trump was just a four-year speed bump. Like we're going down. Like the way, like the decisions that are being made, the way that our government is sort of capitulating to the UN is not right. Like the comments that our government is saying about uh, using the UN to disarm Americans or using the UN to deal with race riots, even though they're like two like tiny ones during the Obama administration. Um, he still mentioned using the UN against American citizens. And I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah, I remember that. So when Trump got elected, it was like, everyone's like, oh, what a victory we're saved. I was like, I don't think so. Like, remember, like half the country voted for fucking Hillary. Mitch, that was my, that was been my whole point the entire fucking time. Yeah. This is, politics is downstreams of culture. Like, that's a Breitbart. Andrew Breitbart mentioned that. Like, yeah, like we're not going to fix it with, with just Donald Trump. No, it's it's, a, you're right. I think it's he, he, he did a lot of good things with deregulating, but like with the COVID thing, we basically undid it all. And people were so afraid of getting a cold that they just gave up their freedoms, you know, and like, and we're trying to fight a war, <laughs> you know, like, like, it's just a lot of weird fucked up shit happened. That's all completely avoidable if we just didn't give a shit about it. And you know what the saddest part is, and that I think we've known since day one from like coming back from like EAS, go back home. But it's very apparent is that our American, the American population just doesn't care. Like, yeah, it's, we've, it's out of the news. It's out of the news cycle now. Afghanistan's over. Like, that's what I'm saying. Okay, and that's, and that's like, it's been, argue it's been about two weeks since our last episode. And it's like two and a half weeks, three weeks. And it's like, yeah, nobody cares. It's over. It's done. Whatever. And now, now we're more worried about like, uh, fucking all these companies are firing tons of people because they won't get the vaccine, and it's like our our ports are all clogged up. Like, there's a lot of weird shit happening right now. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm still happy that it ended. I'm happy it's finally over. Like it did. So after I got really emotional, I have since then I felt great. I've, I've, I have felt like a giant weight was taken off of me or something. Like, I'm not just like, when I'm reminded that there's still that war going on, like we're still there. It's not, we're not. So it's like, we're fucking out. Now it's like, oh fuck, China's moving in. But I'm like, ah, whatever, fuck it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I don't know how to, to actually feel about it all. Like that aspect of it. I mean, for me, it's, it, it's logical. And they're not technically our enemy yet. Although they act like it, but it's, you know, we're not. So for me, it's kind of just like, 
And do we really want Afghanistan as an ally? No. I don't know, but they don't fucking they, they just like stone women to death and shit. Like we don't want that. I, I don't know, but I that, yeah, like it's like they're still like, I don't they're care. so they're such a fucked up country, like let China have them. Whatever. <laughs> I don't That's... But I think one of the big takeaways is everyone's like, Oh my god, we basically just gave them all these fucking guns. What the fuck? It's like, well first off, we didn't just give it to them. They were given to the Afghan forces, which were spread out across the whole country, and they got their asses kicked, which was obviously going to happen. But it's also, it's not that much stuff. It's really just not. It's like 75,000, like, MRAPs and shit, which are, like, the worst tactical vehicle you could imagine. Like, they could literally, like, they don't even make it down the fucking roads in Afghanistan without just breaking. Yeah, because it's so bumpy. Yeah, because they're too heavy, and they're, you know, they're just shitty. And then, like, all the guns they got, they got, like, Whatever. It's not really any crazy shit. And they don't have the training to go with it, so it's not like... Uh, it's Yeah, that's... People are afraid that we're going to have to go back to, the, to there. And we, we can't. We won't. Because now they're, they're tight with China. So we got Taiwan. China got fucking Afghanistan. And so for me, it's, it's a closed book. Like it's besides getting our story out so that people just have an understanding of like what war is and like what you're, who you vote for, how it changes things and what happens. And like when you're all gung ho to invade a country because they maybe use chemical weapons against their own people in a bloody, terrible civil war in a country that no one fucking cares about like Syria, like maybe we shouldn't just start another war think about it <laughs> like that should be the takeaway yeah that's the takeaway like just think about it like or or find somebody who knows about what combat is and be like yo do you think we should randomly invade this other country for no reason this country that's been helping us with like intelligence and shit since september 11th or should we just say fuck that guy because he because a bunch of people got gassed and it's not even obvious who shot the gas, because that that UN count, that UN investigation never came back. Like, no one knows who shot those chemical weapons. Dude, the the now, white helmets are super sketchy. Yeah, yeah, they are. The white helmets are blue helmet, white helmets. Like they, and I think that both sides used them since then, because that war just was going on for like that's like one of the bloodiest, worst wars you could ever imagine. It's just like stalemates in cities for like five, six years. Where there's just like heads on spikes and shit. <laughs> like it was like it was so fucked up. It was like the wor- it was worse than anything that you and I were in. Oh yeah. Because both sides don't know what they're doing, so it was just like a slugfest. Like just a, just sheer brutality. Which is what sometimes I think Funded by the US taxpayer. Yeah. ISIS. I mean, we 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 armed ISIS. We armed the FSA, which was a jihadi group. They weren't actually uh, like secular. Yeah, they weren't secular at all. They were basically just Al Qaeda derivatives. I'm okay with funding the Kurds. It sucks that they're socialist, but they at least have some semblance of understanding of human rights, which is debatable because <laughs> they're socialists, but. Um, they at least believe in equality for women. Oh, great. 
Hey, it's better than nothing. It's better than ISIS. They're better than ISIS. How about that? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, ISIS is like the worst fucking thing that's ever existed. That's another thing I don't think people really understand. They're just like, oh, ISIS is kind of fucked up. They're terrorists. So are we going to learn our lesson about Afghanistan then? Do you think it's will, will, we will eventually go to Syria? And I don't stay think there? we're ever going to be able to invade another country again. Will we do some intelligence agency bullshit? I mean, we're always going to. That's something that's always going to be going on. But I, I think, honestly, after these ass kickings that we got and the amount of money and the amount of just disdain, I think until we're like until we're hit with like the big one, whatever it is, whether it's against China or some weird conglomerate of countries or something like another we'll, yeah, pr- more likely probably ourselves. I think that's the biggest threat because like the Muslim thing, like we can deal with that in such a different way, you know? Like, the war is against fundamental Islam, which is spreading. So let's just isolate it. Us landing it at a random country and taking out a dude that was technically on our side against it, like, that was a bad idea in Iraq. And then Afghanistan going there, like, it didn't slow the spread of, of, yeah. of the bad shit at all. So this is so this ties back into what like I think the first episode I mentioned the people who aren't involved in the in the the war fighting people are, the people that aren't involved in it are less free than people than civilizations that have their regular men involved in the fighting. Remember what I was talking about like yeah 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 like, but I, I yeah it's. I think it's been like this evolution. Well, that's what Heinlein Heinlein said in Starship Troopers. Like nobody fought in that, but they all had complete freedom. They had every freedom that the Bill of Rights grants us, but they couldn't vote. So I don't, because I don't, I see where you're going with it, but I don't, I don't know. You don't see it as an anthropological law. I don't think it's a freedom thing. I don't think anybody lost their freedom. They're just not informed, so their votes aren't. Like I said, they don't. See, they I, didn't lose I, anybody I, that they knew personally, so it's not free. It's not about freedom. But it is because here's this is what I'm talking about is that so you don't you're not involved in the war fighting process, so your government can just use your taxpaying dollars for whatever they want. Exactly, because you're kind of, not... kind of how it's always been. But I see well, that is a good point. I do agree with that. So when we say about, like, are we going dis- to dis- <clears throat> destabilize uh, the rest of the world using our intelligence apparatus Well, and see, drones? my thing is is that, is that I'm okay with that. I don't give a shit if, if the rest of the world is completely destroyed. I don't care. Not because I want to see, you know cultures wiped out but it's not our job to protect other people's cultures but if it, we're doing it is what i'm saying i mean if they're if there's if it benefits us like i said earlier on the phone with you i would fight a war over cheaper gas prices but i didn't fucking get it so i feel like we got gypped i felt like like you know what i'm saying like that's a you got that, that patronage mindset what's up you got that patronage mindset? Patronage? Like, yeah, like, uh, what's in it for me? Yeah, we. that's what a fucking war is. Like, what's in it for me? Why did we fight the Spanish in 1901? 
well, we got a bunch of badass places across the Pacific. Yeah, but it didn't really help the American citizen. Having those having those bases throughout the Pacific helped the Americans. Yes, it helped Maybe. us make it helped us. See this? We're not gonna, we're not going to agree. On it it helped us set up a bunch of stuff. We're not going to agree on this. It yeah, was but a, I, I'm just what I'm saying is is I am not. I am more pissed about these wars than past wars because we literally got nothing and there was no point. It wasn't logical. What are we gonna lot? What's the world gonna logically get if Afghanistan isn't a, you know, what they are? You know, like, a Western democracy. Yeah, if, like, if they're not a Western democracy, how will we survive? That's what I'm saying. Like, so well, first off, we're in the same spot we were, and now they're just more emboldened, and now they're like going to be a recognized country, which isn't good for the world. But like, what would what would them being a democracy? How would that help? the world or more importantly us it's all, I'm a Machiavellian Machiavellian so it's like I'm alright with doing fucked up shit as long as it actually makes sense and you have to don't go around don't go around invading countries for no reason make there an actual reason I see and I think that's where we can have the argument I think uh, I think Iraq was actually legally justified but was border, it smart borderline legally ob we were legally obligated it was stupid as shit. It was dumb, and we should have just about left. This shit. We should have just this left. Is, this is what I don't. I don't get about any of this. Is, these are all like it's a, it's a human. These are human constructions. Like you talking about, it was legal, and it was good for like democracy. Like no, this shit's it, it's one. It's illogical, and even if it was logical, that's not even a good enough reason. To do well, it. I think if I think going into Baghdad and wasting Saddam and then just never not losing one American citizen in the process, I don't think that that's a bad idea. Saddam was Except that it, dis it, disabled, it destabilized the entire fucking country and created entities like ISIS. ISIS already existed before that. ISIS was already there. Uh yeah, and who kept people like them in line? Saddam. Saddam. So why yeah, did we kill him? That's what I'm saying. It's like if we're gonna go Go in, waste Saddam, and then somebody else just as ruthless is going to take over. I mean, I mean look at – Yeah, it's like – I don't know, dude. That's like, – that's like, to, to, say, to say that we would destabilize those places, I'd say that they're already pretty destabilized. Now, I would say it'd be kind of fucked up to go into uh, parts of Europe and do that to like – you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like don't start wars unless there's a point. I think Saddam – I think Saddam, he tried to assassinate a former president. We kind of have to... Why are we, then why aren't we invading fucking France, Germany, and Australia? Those places suck. Their yeah, governments suck and are antagonistic. We should just invade the EU then. We should, actually. I'm down with that. I'm totally down with that. Okay. I don't like the EU, actually. I think the EU is a very... Yeah, I think the EU is a very, like, not good thing. Like, I think it's... I think the idea made sense for like a trade deal, but it's like morphed into this like into the Fourth Reich where they're trying to use legal. I mean, they tried to make it a three or four year offense for burning an EU flag. It isn't even a country's flag. It's not like what? Like that is whoa. You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head with the Fourth Reich stuff because it, it's definitely oh, they are. Usually definitely run by Germany. It is, but it's also. 
people don't understand that like the third Reich, there were a lot of different people from other countries that were good with that happening. Like half of France, oh, yeah, half of France joined the Nazis. You know, Italy joined the Nazis. Every every country that was taken over by the Nazis had a division, at least one division of SS, including entire a lot of divisions. a lot of Persians did too, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Indians. There were even black Vermont dudes, Africans from like uh, like Ethiopia and shit. Like, there's a lot of weird shit that people don't know about about that war. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's why it's kind of like. Were they really nationalists, or were they internationalists, or were they globalists? I don't know. This, I don't know. It's interesting. Now nah, they need the fucking breathing room, bro. The All they wanted was some breathing room. strong. Yeah. I probably didn't pronounce it right, but all right. I think that we. We I didn't think of anything else with the pull out of Afghanistan. I mean, what's there to say? It was a clusterfuck. People, unfortunately, Marines got killed. Our, our nation spent two weeks beating this horse to death, and yeah, we're just was, trying to, like, rationalize. Stupid. Yeah, it was so stupid. It was stupid. It's but super it emotional was, for us. But it was, it, was uh, an incredible, it was an incredible achievement from the people on the ground, the Marines and soldiers and sailors and airmen. I mean, if, you you're, airmen if you're a civilian right now and you're listening to us, our our, our request is to – Pull your head out of your ass. On, yeah. On, uh, just be become like more worldly. Uh, become more worldly and well read. That's and that's with current events and, and with classic know, literature. And that's not to say that I don't have places to, to be grow. better at. Yeah, like just it. just know what's going on with what your, your country's doing militarily. Yes, and you should be pissed off if we're killing innocent people in random countries. And you should be pissed off if American citizens are dying in random countries for no reason. Like, that should piss you off. And that's what, unfortunately, has been allowed to happen for the last 20 years. Like, in, in the amount, we will never know how many innocent Iraqis and Afghanis were killed by us, but it's a fuck ton. Because even in Afghanistan, where we barely had any fucking. Uh, like interaction with with civilians, we still managed to kill a few on accident, and it was like, and we were trying. We had so many fail safes, like we had enough fail safes in place that we weren't able to get the supporting fire that we needed when we needed it to kill the enemy, and we still accidentally killed innocent people because it's just when there's bullets and shit flying around both ways, people get hit. Like and like when we were in Tahana, that kid got hit by an uh, by a Taliban mortar. We had to take care of him. You know, like he got fragged in his face and shit. And it was like it it was by us. It was by the enemy shooting at us. So us just being there just gets people hurt and killed because the enemy's gonna shoot at us. And they should because it's their fucking country. <laughs> like we, we were the we were the evil occupying invaders. Like that's there's no other way around it, and I hate that. I hate it when we like, you know, because people lost people, and no one wants to think of their son as that or as their daughter of that, and like none of us want to think of us, of ourselves as that. But unless we acknowledge that, then we will forever invade random countries and lose people for no reason and kill people for no reason. Kill innocent yeah. people. Being anti endless war doesn't mean being anti-military or anti-American. Yes, and I'd say. 
you know, being pro, yeah, there's, that is not a connection. And so saying that you want to end the war and then having like mothers of people that were killed, like my son died for that. And like, it's messed up that you want to pull out. It's like, that is the most illogical fucking thing. And I would say maybe not even like legitimate, maybe not even fucking genuine, or maybe just some sort of like yeah, hate or what is it? Mis misery loves company kind of a thing, you know? Like, the fact Maybe. that parents were mad that the war was ending because they lost a, a son or a daughter is, like, you're kind of a piece of shit for that. And I might be pissing off some of our audience right now, but, I, like, you are. Like, if you if you just want something to perpetually go on because you suffered because of it, that is a terrible trait. Just like if you want people to be punished for not getting the vaccine that you got you're a terrible person. Like, sorry. Like, it's it's everyone's personal choice. Just like, I don't know. Misery loves company, man. I have to wear a mask, so you have to wear a mask. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> like, I, uh, there's no other, I, like, I have nothing more to say about are you, that. Like, are, you, I, are you making a connection between our Afghanistan and vaccines? I, there's some cultural things right now where people need to read some fucking Marcus Aurelius or the, you know, or the Bible or fucking maybe even like some Confucius shit or some Buddhist shit. Like people need to do some serious reading about what they should be concerned about and the fact that other people doing something that doesn't affect them at all is their choice. Because if you don't, well, we're gonna lose this this gravy this this gravy train's gonna come. Yeah, like this, you know this this oppressive, terrible, you know, existence that we have here in America could get worse. So just imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, all that right. was fun. That was fun. But all right, stay tuned. That went a lot longer than we thought. So, like I said, I'm gonna get back to telling stories and interviewing people specifically about combat and then uh if you're interested don't you, you might listen to us and think we're both idiots but uh we're gonna start another one and we're gonna see how that goes also i'd like to hear some feedback from people seriously yeah like if, if you're actually into this and you're you know you've made it this far then like put ideas put what you think of it bitch at us i don't care say whatever you want on our facebook also or on my facebook and, we're so small. Start a new one. Yeah, we're so and small that we'll, about us. we're we're so small that we'll actually listen to you and reply. And our feelings will get hurt when you make fun of us. Yeah. So if you don't like us, you should definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, bro. Later.